Hello, everybody, and welcome to That's a Dumb Roll Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Greg. Greg, today we're talking about a really interesting rule, but it has a lot of intricate like nuances and just a lot going on. Mm-hmm. So we're going to discuss today the franchise tag rule in the NFL. It might take us a little bit into salary cap, so for the listeners, don't panic. We're going to take our time with this one because this is something you and I, I think, can both say we struggle with this sometimes when players can be franchise tagged versus when they're just a part of the salary cap. How does the CBA come into all this? There's a lot of questions that spin around this. Um, So I guess I I just want to throw this over to you for the definition of the rule and maybe where you want to start. Okay, so... The rule says, and it's not in the rule book. It's just a, a, it's a general practice. General or practice. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's the language. So it would be in professional sports, a franchise player is an athlete who's who is both the best player on their team generally, and one that the team can build their franchise around. That's why they call it a franchise player, a franchise tag. Mm-hmm. So think of a tag as they can tag a player. Every team can tag a player, one player, if they want. They don't have to. But every team can tag up to one player per season to be this is a franchise tagged player. If Yeah, if we lose this guy, a lot of our team kind of falls into right. this. So we they, drop off. We like, drop off, yeah. For our business sake, we need this player to mm-hmm. stay at our team. Right, and that player may be in a good position to go to another team for yeah. more money or there's a lot of different reasons why a player why you would want to franchise tag a player. So this actually came into being in 1993. That's when the NFL first introduced the whole franchise tag thing. Before that, there was nothing like that. That's way earlier than I thought it'd be. Yeah, it goes back to 93. Um, That was part of the league's fourth ever collective bargaining agreement, the CBA (laughs) with the NFL. But but they added this in 93. And let me just give you a very quick... I don't know. It, this is such a complicated thing, but yeah, see well, if I can give you a good description. And I, just to set you up a little bit too, um, a lot of this comes out of the TV money. A lot of this oh, has many yes. different. The, when we say CBA, yeah. jump right to the the reason that we watch football on TV, how that money gets distributed, right. the deals that we make, CBS, NBC, <clears throat> ESPN, yes. whoever it might be. So this is a rule that has a lot of different pockets to reach into. And ultimately, let's just take it with the lens of we're GMs, we're running a business, Mm -hmm. we need this player. Um, Sometimes it's the best, sometimes it's a player, like I think of Dak Prescott as a really good case of, is he our quarterback? We don't know, so let's hold on to him one more year before we have to pay him the big deal. Right. Um, but yeah, this is going to be tough to tackle. So why don't we just take it point by point and let's just discuss as we go. Yeah. So, and I, I want to touch on what you just said because there are, there's so much money involved with the NFL (laughs) and you're right. They, the NFL makes these deals, these TV contracts with all the major networks and ESPN and Amazon and all these things. So the NFL gets literally billions of dollars from these networks and what they do with that money obviously has to go to a lot of different places one of them being to each of the teams to spend or i should say the teacher the owners to spend on their team Mm -hmm. now what the nfl franchise tag is the franchise tag is a designation that allows nfl teams to select one player and again they don't have to but they can to uh, they select one player set to be an unrestricted free agent after the following year mm-hmm. and guarantees another year under contract if certain conditions are met. Now, for example, if the guy gets hurt in week one and he's out, then you, you don't have to keep him marked as a franchise oh, player. Oh, interesting. Right? Yeah. Okay. 
So there's certain conditions they, they put in place to say, you'll be a franchised tag player, but you have to play 90% of the games and you know, all yeah. this kind of stuff. And there's also little sideways incentives too, where a lot of times, again, going back to Dak Prescott, just because it is such an accessible case where yeah, right. Dallas had this player, they just replaced Tony Romo with Dak Prescott, and they weren't really sure, is this a guy we can win a Super Bowl with? You know, he's still two years into the league. Right. Can we, Do we pay him, you know, the max amount of money? Do we mm. pay him what a quarterback's worth? Which is a pre- pretty heavy answer to, <laughs> to go for right. when there's guys making $250 million. That's a lot of your salary yes. cap. So putting him on the franchise tag basically said, we don't know what to pay you yet. Right. So why don't we just hit the pause button, you play this year, and then we can talk negotiation after we see one more year. Right. And it really upset a lot of people, especially players. Mm-hmm. But it also can save a lot of players' careers when they're hurt. Right. And then yeah. they get franchise Absolutely. tag because it's like, hey, this linebacker is awesome. But we want to see him come back healthy before we give you a new deal. And right. Well, that's great. Let me prove that I'm worth $56 million, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever it might be. Right. So, yeah, it is, it is a cat and mouse game of figuring out where to put it, when not to put it. And some teams never use it. Right. And and keep in mind that there's two types of franchise tags. There's what they call the exclusive franchise mm. tag, and there's the non-exclusive. Interesting. They're, okay. they're basically the same, but the main, difference, <laughs> the main difference between the two is the incorporation of salary versus cap hit. Now, when I talk about, let's talk about the exclusive one, because that, yeah. that is usually a better indicator of what happens. So, okay. And an exclusive NFL franchise tag player, Dak Prescott, for example, teams must offer the selected player a one-year contract no less than either the average of the top five salaries at that player's position based on April of the current year or 120% of the player's previous salary, whichever is greater. Mm. So I'm a quarterback. And let's say the average of the top five salaries at quarterback in the league is thirty million. Okay. Sure. So, if I am franchised, I and if I'm exclusively franchised, which is um, generally what happens, then I'm I'm making thirty million dollars a year. Yes. Now, if you are not franchised, you run the risk, right? If I'm a player, I'm like, well, gee, I can go to this team and make forty million. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. But, so. There's a lot of back and forth, or like you're saying, if the player gets hurt, like yeah. they may want to be like, well, I can't get anything out on the market now, but if you franchise me, at least I'm guaranteed the $30 million and hopefully I'll come back, and then we can make the big deal. Yeah, right? and I can play and prove that I'm worth a little right. bit more than my previous contract. Right, so there's a lot that goes to whether um, you're exclusively or non-exclusively franchised. Um, who holds the negotiating power is the biggest thing. Generally mm. speaking, I would say the owners like the franchise tag because they're typically looking at a player that hasn't really earned the high, the yeah. top dollar yet, but they're close. Yeah, And they're like, eh, let's keep this guy around for another year. After this year, he can go do whatever he wants, um, but maybe he has a great year, maybe he has a terrible year. Yeah, you know? exactly. So. It really is like a trial. It's like, a really a trial. It's yeah. saying, let's put everything on hold for a year. That's really the best way to think of it. Yeah, and it feels like, and correct me if I'm wrong here too, it feels like this is getting used far more on, and I'm going to say this lightly, the positions of interest. Right. Quarterback, um, defensive end, defensive line. Sometimes you'll get a wide receiver on this. 
Running backs we really don't see just Mm-mm. because of the mass amount of running backs out there. Yep. Sometimes we'll see like a really good interior lineman um, on an offensive line. Yeah. Just because, again, did they live up to expectation to get the max deal and be paid like a top five player? Well, maybe they're not a top five player, and we want to see if they develop into that with one more year. But honestly, teams really just use this as a pin to hold everything in place to make sure, do we need to replace you or go out on the market and get ourselves something better that matches our roster? Or do we let you, or do we pay you and and let you man the helm of our our multi-billion dollar franchise? It's a really tough decision. So again, think of it like a pause button for a lot of folks. It's really a pause button more than anything else. And yes, you're right. It's always the high profile positions, right? Quarterback, wide receiver. Um, defensive line, um, maybe a running back, but that's yeah, pretty it's rare. it's rare. Corners sometimes, because corners yeah. for a while were really tough to find. Right. Um, still are, I should say, but like high end, you're usually putting a superstar or a 2B superstar on this. Yeah. Um, and we've seen it used in weird ways, but we can talk about that later. Yeah, so one question that comes up is how many times can you franchise a player? Can you do it two years in a row? Yes, you can. It's not a good idea because what I talked about before where the player has would, is going to get either the uh, average of the top five salaries or 100 120% of their previous year's salary. Mm-hmm. If you franchise a, a player two years in a row, the second year that 120% goes up to 144%. Wow. So okay. I, you got to really want that player on your team to yeah. franchise them two years in a row. Um, so anyway, it's, it's, it's rare that you would ever see that, but I suppose you could. It's but, definitely yeah. one of those situations because this is the only time it feels like it comes up in the news a lot is when somebody is on threat to be signed twice in a row. Right. Players hate it yeah. because in the NFL, obviously, the end of the career is only a hit away. Mm-hmm. So if you get knocked out or if you have a falling out with football during your tagged year, right. well, then you're not going to get that second contract you're not going to see anything followed up with the following year, right? You only get paid for that one year. Mm -hmm. If you're a football player, you want guaranteed money stretched over four to five years to make sure you have some sort of stability in your life financially. And we're talking about millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. So players don't want to be signed twice in a row because it gives them no financial future. Right. It's, it's, I would say at a high level, players don't like it. Owners like it. Yes. Because they can build their team around this guy. They know he's not going anywhere. Yes, he may he may bail after a year or two, whatever, but at least right now is our chance to win the Super Bowl, whatever. Yeah. But I would say, generally speaking, players are not big fans of the franchise. So let me just get into some numbers here. So in yeah. 2021, okay, 10 players were tagged. So keep in mind, there's 32 teams. So 22 of them didn't use the franchise mm-hmm. tag at all. Ten of them were, were tagged, four defensive players, six offensive players, headlined by Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott, which uh-huh. we just talked about. Yeah. So he was actually signed to a second straight franchise tag. Which was huge news. It was crazy. For a quarterback. I mean, yeah, yeah, for, yeah, for, for a quarterback. Um, but he was hurt, and mm-hmm. Jerry Jones said, you know what, I'm going to keep this guy around because I think he can, you know, Take it to the Super Bowl, and we'll see if that happens. But, yeah. <laughs> but again, keep in mind, quarterback, right? So he was signed to a second straight franchise tag for thirty-seven point seven million. So that's, mm. and I don't know if that's the average of the top five or if that was his previous year salary at one hundred twenty percent. Either way, a lot of money, right? Yeah. So um, anyway, so just looking at some of the numbers here, quarterback twenty-nine and a half million. These are the estimates for the twenty twenty-two franchise tag. So coming into this season that we just had. 
these were the um, top five uh, salaries, the average of the top five salaries at by position. Mm. Quarterback, almost thirty million. Linebacker, almost nineteen million. Wow. Wide receiver, nineteen million. Defensive end, eighteen. This is not. I mean, this is not chump change. This is no. big time money. So, yes. um, but again, these players, they're looking at this saying, um, I'm worth way more than $29.5 million a year. Why are you franchising me? And the the bet that the players hope is that they have a great year. And then they come back, go back to the owner and say, okay, instead of $30 million, I want $50 million a year. Yeah, right? over three years, or I want $150 million over five years. Right. Or I'll go to another team, right? And they'll pay me two hundred million over yep. six years. Like it's yep. all about setting yourself up for the it's future. It's all about that one year. And if they have a great year, the yeah. owners kicking themselves. <laughs> if they have a bad year, the players, you know, or no, if they have a good year, then the players kicking them. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it is the ultimate coin flip. And one of the things that yeah. I don't know, I kind of get sick of this phrase, but it might just be me. The go bet on yourself. Yeah. Right? Dak right. Prescott bet on himself, and he got the deal. Yeah. It's true, but it is it is a make-or-break career decision that's out of the player's hands, but also it can save a career. So this right. is a really tough one to go through. And then on top of this, we could go into salary cap, mm-hmm. and then it gets even crazier. <laughs> yeah. So it is a really tricky rule. Right. Um, but it is interesting with all of the different estimates where kind of the starting salary is. It really gives a better idea of how much the average cost of a player can right. be. It's 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 not nickels and dimes. No, I'll tell you that. This so. is a real player you're tagging. Yeah. It's not just somebody you're interested in developing. This right. is a real player. This is a help me now, win now mode. Mm-hmm. And and typically that's what it is, right? If a team is rebuilding, they know they're three, four, five years away. They're not going to franchise anyone. I mean, mm-hmm. their entire roster could turn over in two years. So. Yeah. No, that's a great yeah. point. So it's usually the teams that are like, we got the places and pieces in place now. We need this quarterback to stick around for a couple of years. Let's franchise him. Right on. So. Well, I would encourage anybody, if you are a nerd about sports like myself and Greg, <laughs> this is a really interesting topic to bring up and bring around. Um, the Dak Prescott case is really interesting, but there's other ones out there too. Uh, so, Greg, I think let's jump right into it. Do you think this is a good rule, bad rule, dumb rule? How do you fall with this one? I think it's a dumb rule. I don't like the franchise tag thing at all. I know it's it can go on either side. It's probably balanced if you look at the whole who benefits either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also think that I think if a player, well, first of all, I think if a player is that good, they should be able, and their contract is up, they should be able to go and negotiate. Um, I don't think they should be, I'm going to put in air quotes, held hostage, right? Yeah. And that's what you hear a lot of players say, I'm held hostage by my team. And a lot of times that creates resentment and hurt feelings and all kinds of stuff. And then the guy's not going to have a good, no one wants him around anyway, right? Yeah. So I just think the whole franchise take, and it's not like it used a lot. I mean, it was used 10 times in 2021. It's not like every team is doing it. I would just say, you know what? Get rid of the franchise tag thing. I don't think it's worth the headache. Yeah, I I agree. I think that if you have value on the market, you should be allowed to exercise that. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't really make sense that somebody that you can't have reason with, you can't talk to, they just have this power over you and ownership over you and your talent and your image, your likeness, whatever you want to do. Right. And they can hold you in place. And for more than a year, two years even. Yeah. And even though, you know, we are talking about millions of dollars, when we're talking about top tier athletes, like if you're, you know, just as an example, this isn't how it happened, but let's say a Patrick Mahomes, you're the best quarterback right. in the league. 
and they just want to kind of keep paying you the minimum of what they can pay you right. without giving you that big deal. Well, of course you're going to be hurt because sure. it's like I'm one hit away from my career being over. Yeah. And this is the difference between $40 million with the franchise tag and 150 or $70 million in a year right. on the other. So yeah. it, it really doesn't feel completely – it feels even for certain players, but when you're talking about the high-profile guys, the players that are getting the most usage, the ones that – you know, unfortunately, their careers can sometimes be gone just like that. Right. Um, yeah, this doesn't quite feel right. It does feel like a dumb rule, and it doesn't really work in any sports other right. than football. Yeah. Basketball right. had the same thing kind of happen where players, it, it, they're like, we're not going to trade you. Well, the player would say, well, I'm not going to play. I'm not going to play, right. And it definitely can go that way. <laughs> um, the NFL yeah. season is just so drastically, it's so much shorter, even with these extra games that make right. it feel longer. Players don't have a lot of time to prove a point no. of why they deserve that contract, whereas basketball players, hell, one good year and then you sit too. Like, yeah. you still have potential. Like, those right. high, right. high achieving players can do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a really interesting conversation. I'd love to re enter this maybe later and see what happens mm -hmm. to it down the road. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, any parting thoughts before we head out? No, I think that's it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to get in contact with the show or listen to past podcasts, visit our website at that'sadumrule.com. Otherwise, tune in next time for another Dumb Rule.